This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Sierra 117, with a shout out to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Keep your heads up during this time of isolation. Stay positive. Play some games. Most importantly, finish the fight. Thanks for listening to XEP. Master Chief, out. Welcome one, welcome all to episode 133 of the Xbox Expansion Pass. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. In this episode, we're joined by actor John McLaren, the voice of Star-Lord from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, on to discuss his career, the success of the game, and future projects. Enjoy. Yet another week of gaming is upon us and behind us. Welcome to XEP, discussing all things in the Gamerverse as they pertain to the Xbox ecosystem. And as I am wont to do each and every week, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made my gaming week better. And this week, the words of kindness are extended to my guest, a superhero in his own right, Star-Lord himself, Mr. John McLaren. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm so excited to have you on here. We were talking uh, prior to hitting recording. You and I are mutual Halo fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, so cool. So cool. Uh, I, You, of course, play Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I do. You, you've had the unfortunate pleasure of having to be on the Trophy Room of PlayStation podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Uh, it's okay, man. Those, I mean, those guys are the worst, aren't they? Right? Yes. Like thank the you. the absolute... <laughs> Yes, you get it. You get it. Um, Kyle's okay, but Joe, honestly, one of the worst human beings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that was my first impression before I even heard him speak. I was just I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's <laughs> There's the a vibe of horribleness to you. There you go. See? <laughs> Already we're off to a good start. And I'm I love excited. I love the healthy Xbox versus PlayStation, the age old battle. Yeah. <laughs> and it transcends to podcasting. <laughs> oh, it does. And the irony is, John, whenever people that don't know us, they'll like jump in and be like, hey, that's really wrong. You guys shouldn't talk about that. Like, leave the moms out of it. Joe and I played games together almost every day. Oh, yeah. Almost every day. Yeah. But we, we, we ham it up over on Twitter and it's, it's always funny to see. I can't wait for Joe's reaction. I'm just waiting for a tweet from Joe being like, I hate you, John. That's so right. much. <laughs> and I got, and it's okay to tell him back that like, well, you know, you hate him too. Cause he is the worst. Yeah. 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 Hate, but like love, but yeah. yeah. Really hate. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> well, uh, star Lord, I am all ready to pick your brain about the process of, of becoming star Lord himself and whatnot. And I'm sure we're going to talk, uh, probably a little bit of halo love in the back end, but yeah. Let's start off, man, introducing you and your background to the listeners. Prior to being Star-Lord, uh, where did you work in entertainment? Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I have I kind of came up through the film and television scene. Um, I started when I was about 15 years old. Um, I, I grew up in a kind of a smaller town outside of uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, uh, and so I kind of started there doing as much as the, the city offered at the time. 
Um, but really my background was in film TV and I had done, uh, I had done, you know, some voice stuff here and there, never quite at the level of uh, full performance motion capture, like the guardians. But, um, I, I've dabbled with voice, uh, all along the way. Uh, but you know, then I hit guardians and then that was kind of the full blown motion capture facial voice experience. Um, but yeah, I, I predominantly film and, and television actor coming up. Gotcha cool and guardians of course came out last year when were the uh, auditions how far in advance were you auditioning for the role oh this was uh this was a few years ago i think from probably initial uh auditions to game release was probably a a four-year span roughly wow okay yeah we i remember we auditioned and then it was quite the process like we auditioned and then we didn't hear anything for like probably close to six months um which is the worst feeling ever when you really want the role (laughs) (laughs) thanks idos no uh but yeah it was just like six month waiting period before we really heard anything back and then we kind of went in for some uh I call it like proof of concept testing. Like it was a bit of a process. You audition, then we came in, did a proof of concept, and that had to be kind of approved um, both by um, the powers at Eidos, then Square, and then of course, uh, of course, Marvel uh, themselves had to give the okay. Um, so it was a bit of a process to kind of go through those different uh, different levels, if you will. Mm-hmm. Was it odd, or ex- I mean, I'm sure it was odd and exciting, but like. In the idea of working with Marvel, what did that do to your psyche there? Oh, it messed it right up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 tough because it's like it's not tough, but like you know, I mean, we went into the audition, and for one, like we weren't told explicitly that it was a Gardens of the Galaxy video game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times in video games, as I'm sure you know, um, it's it's heavily shrouded in mystery and code names and even the audition script that we got was um, codenaming. Like it didn't say Star-Lord or Gamora on it. It was all, I think my character's name in the script was um, Captain, Captain Jones. Captain Jones. I was Captain Jones or Captain Johnson or. Oh man. Yeah. Like star chief. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, it wasn't even like even remotely close. Like um, I think Drax was tough guy which was kind of kind of on the nose. Yeah. Uh, Groot, I know, was Quiet Joe. <laughs> quiet Joe. Okay. All right. Yeah, Quiet Joe. And I remember that because it was Groot's line that were the dead giveaway for me anyways. Um, uh, he just kept saying celery is good in the, in the audition <laughs> script over and over again. And I'm like, there's no way that this isn't Guardians and and – you know, auditioning, like I grew up with with some of the comic books and certainly the like animated TV shows of like the late 80s into the 90s, like Spider-Man and like mm-hmm. um, X-Men, the animated series of the 90s is one of my favorites, like all time. Yeah, uh, it was so good. So I kind of grew up with that stuff. And then, of course, like who hasn't been touched if you're even a remote fan of of Marvel, who hasn't touched the MCU? So like reading this, I was just like, Quiet Joe, aka Groot, is like celery is good. Celery is good over and over again. I'm like, this has to be Guardians. This has to be mm-hmm. Guardians. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So, you know, you 
to answer to to circle back to your original question of like what does that do like i was just like oh my god i think this is guardians and then you just kind of you know are you playing it thing, cool or you burst them. out and let them know that you know no you just play it play it cool um because they like it is very shrouded in secrecy so you don't want to even like write in an email that it's like is this guardians like you just kind of play it cool plus it like professionally if i was if i was to say it like on tape so for myself i didn't even go into a a room with other people to audition because i wasn't in the same city Mm -hmm. um so i put myself on tape i did what's what we call it it's just called a self tape Mm -hmm. uh, which is essentially just recording the scene by yourself and then you you send it in Mm -hmm. um and then usually later on in the process if they like you they'll bring you in in person um but luckily for me um they just kind of booked me right off my self tape which is mind-blowing to me because it's a marvel project usually you would i would think you would jump through multiple hoops before they're like yep you got it <laughs> that surprises but, me as well particularly given the shoes that you were being asked to fill like you said the mcu is everywhere everyone knows the mcu and no doubt you were going to be compared to chris pratt and yeah. certainly the, the the animated versions as well mm-hmm. everything was going to get compared put on a spreadsheet and seen and, and they just called you right off the tape yeah yeah it was it was kind of crazy they just that was it. Like I, I booked it. I, I was brought in to do, as I mentioned, that initial kind of proof of concept, um, which by the way, for, for your viewers, interestingly enough, that proof of concept ended up making it into a game, into a scene that you might've completely missed. Um, I, I don't know how much you want to dive into spoilers and stuff we're, like we're that. We're going but... spoilers. You spoil it. Let's, let's okay. hear it. No. So it's just, it's just a scene. I don't even have to tell you how the scene plays out, but there's a scene in, uh, in nowhere in a, a place called Mantlo's bar mm-hmm. um, with a character named lipless where we, uh, we run into this character and lipless remembers Peter from years ago. And Peter mm-hmm. doesn't really remember him. Mm-hmm. And he's like threatening to kill Peter. If he like, doesn't sing this song uh, this. with him from yeah. the, that they had. And it, essentially they're kind of alluding to maybe kind of a messy night with me, probably too many drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so Peter has to kindly, kindly, kind of struggle his way through pleasing lipless so he doesn't, you know, end up dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that was that was the proof of concept scene. And they loved it so much that they're like, no, this has to be in the game somewhere. So it's not integral to the storyline. You can actually completely miss the scene if you're in nowhere and you just completely avoid the bar. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was that. I thought that was interesting that it ended up making it into the game. That was the first uh, first thing that we we ever shot for Guardians. Wow. Okay. That's that's wild. That's just it's that's just a cool process, I guess. You know. Yeah. Just just it's a nerve wracking process because it's kind of like as a Marvel fan and as somebody who's grown up with these these shows and the comics and the games, I was just you know we we're just kind of sitting there waiting on that call, hoping you get it. <laughs> I would imagine so. Now, once you find out you have the role, do you do after the shock wears away? I would imagine fear sets in, uh, in the sense of like, am I going to be derivative of the MCU? How do I find my own voice? Like, what kind of process did you go through in preparing your Star Lord? Yeah, I mean, sure. There's, I guess, a little bit of inherent. I don't know if it. I don't know if fear is the right way to put it, but. Uh, you know, a sense of responsibility in a way. And, and, and as you said, like, I'm very cognizant of the fact that like, 
uh, Marvel fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, and they're very attached to these characters, whether they're attached to the comic book versions, whether they're attached, they're attached to the MCU versions. So there is a, there is an inherent amount of, um, oh, what's the right word? Maybe, maybe it is fear. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's fear or not, but you know, you know, like, you know that you're going to be, be immediately compared. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as a fan, you know, I, you just kind of got to buckle down and, and, and focus really. And, and I don't think I've ever taken anything more seriously in my life or handled anything with so much care in my life, because as a fan, I, I wanted just as equally do these characters justice. Cause I know as a fan, what I would be expecting and, you know, they're beloved characters and you don't want to, you don't really want to mess that up. You want to create something that people are going to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as far as preparation goes, I mean, we were very lucky to be told literally from day one during that proof of concept, once they finally said, finally said, even though I kind of knew that this is guardians are like, listen, this is not to be, the comic books. We do not want this to be the MCU. We want this to be, um, I'll coin the phrase like, you know, the video game universe of the guardians. This is to be their own unique thing, unique story, unique take on the characters. So just kind of have fun and do your thing. And on that note, I avoided the comic books. I avoided, um, I avoided, uh, going back to the MCU to draw inspiration from, and we were very lucky, and uh, I, I've said this before, but I need to shout out the narrative team uh, at Eidos, uh, Mary DeMarl. She was the executive narrative director. I need to shout out her and her team because they gave us this entire uh, Bible, if you will, um, just tons of information on on their version of the Guardians, their version of the characters, the world, what was happening. And so that's kind of what I dug into when approaching uh, my version of Star-Lord. That's incredible. That's incredible. And as you're going through and and approaching your version, how many voices are you going through? How many voices are you trying out and and thinking like, oh, that's good? And then do they give you notes on it? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of part of the early process of just kind of finding the character. And that was kind of part of the, you know, again, that proof of concept phase when we were actually shooting it. Um we were very lucky. And, and again, um, I need to shout out the team because, uh, Daryl Purdy, our, our cinematic and animation director, um, who was with us every step of the way, um, from that day one was like, just have fun with it. Just try different things. And like, personally, yeah, like at home, I would just sit here and try different things, different levels, um, just to kind of find them. I I'm lucky because star Lord is one of, is the only kind of humanoid based character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he has to ha- he has to sound like a human, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, most of it was kind of a lot of it on my own. And then I had kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do with it. And then it was just a matter of kind of tweaking that in the room as we were shooting, trying different things, um, kind of pitching different things. You know, a lot of stuff happened on the day too. a lot of just kind of ad libbing or, you know, fooling around on set and trying different things to make things either funny or more serious and kind of finding his voice that way and it was really interesting because there was a point in the in the project I don't even know when I would I I can't even remember when it was but there's a point where it just kind of clicks and Mm -hmm. you know the preparation becomes less because you just you the character becomes a part of you and then it just all it almost just 
kind of bleeds out of you every time you're in the room. It was a really amazing thing to to be a part of. How often were you in the booth with your with your castmates? Because given that it's a team based mm-hmm. kind of superhero uh, group, and you you much of the the game's writing capitalizes on that. A lot of times, you guys are riffing off one another. Yeah. Of course, also you're you're recording uh, at least partially during a pandemic. How often did you get to be in the booth with them? We were we were so so lucky. I think we were together probably ninety five ninety nine percent of the time, like pretty much the entire time. Wow. Um, unlike doing straight voice, so this was this wasn't just voice. This was full. This was voice. This was full facial capture and uh, motion capture for the body as well. Um, so all of the cinematics that you see, all of the cutscenes that you see in the game was certainly um, full performance. Full performance is what we call the combination of all of those things, uh, the mocap, the voice, the facial. Um, but then even things as you're walking around the game, all of the the banters, um, you'll notice as you walk around the game, like the Guardians never, ever shut up. They never stop talking. I um, did. Yeah. Yeah. So even that, even if some of that we weren't doing full motion capture for, we were so lucky because typically you would go into a sound booth uh, one by one on any given day and just kind of say the lines and not know, not knowing how um, the other actors are relaying those lines back at you just kind of you know essentially do three four five different takes of the line over and over and over again and then they kind of pick and stitch it together but we were very fortunate uh idos was very adamant about having us together at all times so that we could maintain that group dynamic um and so even for those those uh banter scripts as we call them to stuff walking around the world we were always together in the same room and always able to feed directly off of each other and i i really do think it makes a world of difference and i hope that it shows in the game because it's it was essentially five best friends hanging out all the time and just feeding off of each other was it was incredible that's that's amazing now how much mocap was involved because i've seen pictures of you in mocap and of course (laughs) one of the things that are i'm sorry for that (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that's really cool about the game though is just how good the animations are and the facial expressions. Yeah. I mean, you are seeing emotions on each character's face. You're, I mean, Drax comes to life despite intentionally being stoic. I mean, you see, yeah. you see Peter Quill go through the tumultuous emotions of, of, you know, what it means to lose his mother or perhaps regain her and then fall in love mm-hmm. or have a child. All of those things are very heavy thoughts. Uh, was that you the entire time? Was there a stunt double? Where's it come in there? Yeah, I mean, as far as the the cinematics and all of the, uh, I guess, basic movement, you kind of got to break it down. So if you if you're looking at a lot of the, um, I guess, movement during uh, some of the battles, like Star Lord does some pretty. Uh, funky stuff where he's kind of doing barrel roll flips and sliding on his knees and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that I got to give a shout out to uh, a gentleman named uh, Max Laferriere. He was Star Lord's stunt double. So anything that was heavy, heavy stunt, mm-hmm. uh, heavy flips, all that kind of stuff. That was uh, that was Max Laferriere. But as far as walking, running, um, I did all of that. Like all of the cutscenes. That's all. That's all me. Um, 
I'm trying to, it's, it's hard because it's, there's no way, there's no definitive way to be in gaming like, oh, that's me, that's Max, that's me, that's Max. But right. I think as a general rule of thumb, if there's any major stunt that is like really crazy, especially like, especially when you're in the middle of a battle and Star-Lord is flipping around and stuff like that, that was, that was Max. But everything aside from that stuff, I would, I would guess this is, this is probably a question for the, the animation team, but is, is me. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Uh, did you find yourself enjoying the mocap process or kind of going through the animation process? Oh yeah. It's an, it's incredible. I kind of, I've said this before to other people. I kind of liken it. It's kind of a nice middle ground blend of what one would probably imagine theater to be like and film mm-hmm. to be like, um, you know, in theater you're, you've got a show and you're just you're just go, go, go for two hours. There's no, there's no cuts. There's no switching the camera around. There's no lighting to switch around. So you don't really get a break in that sense. It's no different in the motion capture space. You're in a big, a big room that they call the volume. Um, all of the, the cameras, they're infrared cameras. There's probably over a hundred of them that just kind of line the walls of the room. They're already pre-set up. So there's no, there's no messing around with that. Um, and so when you're there, you're just there to work and you're just go, 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 go. So it's a, it's a bit of a, an actor's workout, if you will, but I, I love it. It's, 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 a, it's really freeing in a way as an actor to be able to just go in the room and, and because there's no downtime, you're always on. And, um, and again, because we were encouraged to just play and have fun, it was, it really was a, a, a dream role and a dream, dream process. It was, it was insane. That's, that's wild. The, the amount of riffing that you do with your team and that you're mm-hmm. getting to, to, to mocap in and out, how much was ad-libbed in that process versus the writing? And were you getting notes on with, with the writers like, Hey, this didn't play out the way we thought change it here. Was that happening? Yeah, it was really nice because, uh, more often than not, um, people would come, especially Mary DeMarle again, the, the narrative director, she would, she would be in the room with us and it was really nice. It was, again, like we were really encouraged just to make them our own. And so, yeah, you stick to the script, but like if there was just something that kind of came to mind in the moment that, you know, you think would be funny if it's a, you know, a comedic beat in the script, like we were encouraged to just do it. And so we would, and sometimes that works and sometimes it does it, but that's, that's all a process of, of figuring things out. But we were never like, we were never shunned or shut down, um, from trying different things and, and, you know, trying to make things funny or trying to make things more serious, whatever that may be. And, and Mary was always there and, and Daryl, the, the director was always there to let us know if something was landing properly, if it wasn't landing properly. And it was neat too, because, Mary's not the only writer on the team. It's a massive writing team. And so even, even members of her team would come in every now and then if they knew that we were shooting like any one person scene on a given day, like they were super open to just having people come in just to see how, how their characters were coming to life. It was really, really, it was really fun. Um, and they really included us in the process, um, just by proxy of allowing us to try things or if, or if there were words that were like, I, I feel like, like, Starlord would say this or Drax would say that like they're like yeah try it out see how it sounds and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't it was really it was really fun was it was there ever I don't know how to ask this I guess were was it hey your Starlord 
mm-hmm. wouldn't say this. Your Star-Lord would say that. Different than, say, your MCU counterparts or the like. Is they, did that ever come up? Were there ever conversations in that sense? Not really. Um, I And not really because, I, again, like the like being any version of the MCU or the comic books was never really part of the conversation because they had already told us like, these are to be your own versions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was never a matter of like trying to emulate something in the MCU. So I, I would say, no, that never came up just, just because it was never a focus. It was never like, Oh, try to do that from the movies. It was never, ever, ever that it was, that was actually, that was the only thing that was discouraged was <laughs> stay away from, Stay away from the MCU. Stay away from the comics. Just focus on being you and making this character your own. Was was pretty much the conversation. That's cool. Like that's yeah, cool. It was, I, it was quietly, so special. I was worried man. about that. Yeah, you know. What's that? I guess I was quietly worried about that. Somehow, some way, it's like, all right, well, this one's popular to the people, and they know him. Do that. You know, that, that worried me. I guess in some sense. Yeah, like in one way, it was incredibly freeing because it's like, okay, good, like. I don't have to emulate anything that's been done before. I can just kind of be myself and do my thing. But on the flip side of that, it's like, if people don't like what you've brought to the table, like, especially with something like Marvel, like these, these are characters that a lot of people are passionate about, you know, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. Cause you're, you know, when the game drops, you're just like eagerly awaiting, like, are people going to like this? Are they going to hate it? Am I going to get crucified? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was worried when I first saw the character model because my own preconceptions, of what star Lord was, who star Lord was, Mm -hmm. who it's all MCU or the animated series and who makes an appearance. So, I mean, with, with apologies, but also a bit of honesty, like I had the same feeling I had when I looked at say Avengers, I'm like, that's no, those aren't my characters. That's not my Iron Man. It's not my star Lord, my rocket, et cetera. Um, of course, how much of that did you run into? Did you hear about that? Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still even now, like months later at a loss for words because the game dropped and it was the, the response was so much more than I could have ever anticipated because you're right. I mean, you can't, you can't not know, like people have spent in some cases an entire lifetime getting to know one version of these characters they really have whether it's from the comic books whether it's from the mcu the mcu has been out for what 20 years now which is yeah. cr- kind of crazy yeah, to think about you know what i mean 2008 not 20 years okay so not, not not 20 years not quite 20 years but like quite that's a lot. <laughs> 14 15 years like yeah. that's a long time to spend with characters that you've grown to come to know and 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 love mm-hmm. and you know to have the response that we got from the game like i can't you know, if your fans are listeners, thank you guys so much. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I, I'm still to this day, completely blown away by how supportive, uh, that, that everyone has been. And, and I haven't, I haven't really seen much of any negativity towards our versions of the characters. And it's, it's a thank you to the fans. Uh, it's a thank you to, to the, the animation and the art team at, at Eidos for creating the physical look, of these characters and, and people really have loved them. And I'm, I'm so grateful um, for all of the support. It's, it's, it's been unreal, man. You have no idea. That's cool. That's nice to hear. It's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's uplifting. Now let's, let's go a bit more bigger picture here. Uh, 
I have I've mentioned Avengers. I'm an avid Avengers player, which which gets me flack on occasion. But <laughs> hey, um, is there any chance we see your Star Lord showing up in other places? There are there's a moment in the game where uh, the team is going through and they see other Marvel worlds or universes. Yep. Is there a chance we see your Star Lord show up in any of the other games? And would you want it to? I mean, if it, if 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 it was up to me, I mean, I would I would love to come back and reprise the role of Star Lord. Um, but the the sad reality is is after we're done work um, with Idos on this game, we're kind of shut off from all of that. So it's not it's not something we're privy to. You know what I mean? Like that would be something that would be a decision either <clears throat> at the Idos level if they felt uh, they wanted to do anything other, you know, another game, another game. Uh, that's probably a Marvel decision, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know too many people over on the uh, the Marvel side. Excuse me. My throat. Um, if it was up to me, I would love to. Um, but it's not a decision that uh, it's way well above my pay grade, as they say. <laughs> sure. Sure. I guess that is to say by this point you've not been able to rec- you've not recorded lines for like dlc or had conversations about reprising the role yet no no we have no idea i will say that i did get to um there is the uh marvel contest of champions the mm-hmm. mobile game mm-hmm. uh and i got to go in and play star lord for a little uh, promotional clip that they were doing for they do like a yearly um they do this really cool yearly CGI trailer uh, kind of as a tribute to all the ongoing players. And I think they're in like year seven now mm-hmm. uh, of this game. And I got to go in and reprise star Lord for that, which was a lot of fun. I loved it. Oh, cool. But you'd yeah. be up for it, right? Like if they said, Hey, let's get star Lord in Avengers or something, you'd be there. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Nice. hundred percent. That this, cool. this really, I mean, I like, I will say this, this, this really was a dream come true. Uh, dream come true. Wow. I'm losing my words. Um, again, as somebody who grew up with Marvel and the comics and the, the TV shows and playing the games coming, you know, coming up as a kid and, and to this day, I'm a huge gamer to this day. Um, landing this was really was a a dream come true. There's, there's not much more I can say than that. So I, I, it would be an honor to, to have the opportunity to, to come back in any capacity. Man, and it would be exciting, I think, for us for a lot of reasons. I say us as gamers as well. Yeah. Um, you you say you're a gamer. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want to know what you play and all, but we've mentioned Eidos a few times. They were just picked up by Embracer. Does that were, give you yeah. pause at all on the on the gamer side? Does that give you pause, excitement? Where do you, where do you stand on those types of things? Um, I mean, I don't know what that looks like from a business standpoint. I honestly don't know. And I'm sure people are wondering, you know, what does this mean for the franchise? The, uh, the very basic answer is I don't know because I don't know what those inner workings of those contracts and there's IP ownership or all of that stuff. I have, I have no idea. The only thing I will say is like, I just, I just want the best for everybody at, at, at Eidos, like that they really became a family over the last four years. Uh, you know, I've, I've formed some really good friendships, uh, over there. And, uh, the only thing I, I wish is the best for everybody there, everybody at, at square. And of, of course their new family over at Embracer, um, that that's all I want for people is just, you know, I want them to be good and, and happy with where, what direction they're taking. It seems like it's a really exciting opportunity for them. So I'm stoked. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
selfishly on my end, I'm just hopeful that this is not the last we see of Guardians. This is not the last we see of the Avengers team because superheroes can do so many great things for so many people. And uh, without a doubt, Guardians critically acclaimed, celebrated across a number of different mediums. And um, my hope is that that is recognized and allowed to continue forward for sure. Oh, thank you, man. Keep your fingers crossed. Let's say that. (laughs) Well, has Star-Lord opened any doors for you otherwise in the industry? Uh, not quite yet. I mean, uh, I'm still waiting for things to cool down, to be honest. Like, we've been doing a lot of uh, yeah, virtual events and, and stuff like that. So I'm still kind of riding the wave of, uh, of, of what this game has done. It's been kind of surreal. And mm-hmm. I, got to go to, I got to go over to London, which was really fun. I was uh, very honored to receive a nomination for uh, a BAFTA Awards which are essentially the, uh, the Oscars, um, uh, over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a pretty crazy honor. I got to meet a whole bunch of really, really neat, uh, actors and developers from a lot of people's favorite games, people from like resident evil and death loop and, uh, life is strange True colors. And, um, met some people from the Microsoft team. I met, uh, met the gentleman who's the creative director for, uh, Forza horizon. He was a really oh, cool wow. guy. Yeah, I met tons of really, really cool people, and I, it, uh, I need to. I, it hasn't really opened any direct doors yet. Nobody's called me and be like, "Hey, you want to be in this game?" Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I've I've never felt more excited and more blessed and honored to be a part of this industry because all of those people that I met were super down to earth people just excited and passionate about what they do. And those are the types of people that I, I look to look for um, mm. because it makes a world of difference on a project when you're just working with people that love what they're doing and are super passionate. And that was my entire experience working on Guardians. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see what is to come and who I get to work with. And I just, I'm excited to get back into that mocap volume with, you know, the spandex suit and the balls. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have a selfish and probably unfair question for you. Sure. Is there a dream casting or team that you would like to work with that you've thought about? Oh man, there's so many in the gaming. There's, there's too many. Um, I mean, I, again, like I would love to work with, um, you know, again, we talked about this. I'm a huge halo guy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love to work with anybody over at like, three, four, three. Now Bungie, uh, if you're going to go back to the, the OG halo days, I would love to work with them. Anyone, uh, at the coalition who does gears. That's another one of my favorite franchise. Uh, Oh God, Sony Santa Monica. Sorry. I know this is an Xbox uh, podcast. I'm a big, uh, big God of war fan. Uh, some incredible things over there. Uh, naughty dog would be another one. Um, anybody like, honestly, like, for me, it's, it's, I mean, there's so many studios. I'm trying to like go through all of them in my head. There's so many, um, even the, you know, the team at deck nine that made true colors, like incredible, incredible series. And I, I think as I'm going through my head and, and as an actor and somebody in this industry, I think what I'm always looking for is people who are just telling really great stories. I'm a big, when I game, I'm, I'm a big narrative, uh, narrative driven story guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody who's making games like that, it would be an honor to work with. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And all, it would be surreal, I think, on, on my end, if we, we could put onto your bio, 
Star Lord and Spartan. You know what I mean? Like that would. Oh be man, cool. that'd be crazy. You know, or Star Wars or Star Wars, Star Lord and Jedi was going to go the Star Wars route there. It's like oh, a Star man. Wars game would be a dream come true. There's tons of uh, Star Wars games they just announced that would be unreal. It's just. It's a matter of like, how do I find these people? <laughs> so the headline needs to be for whatever article is written. Star Lord wants to be a Jedi. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the line we're calling right? com. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. Star Lord wants to be a Jedi. We'll get them. We'll get them. Yeah, exactly. That's From cool. space, space pirate to Sith Lord. <laughs> oh, even so not a Jedi. You'd be, you'd want to be a Sith. Lord dude up. if it's i would i mean i would not to sound desperate i would take anything in a star wars game it would just be so <laughs> rad <laughs> you know what i mean i'm bb9 there we go there you go exactly <laughs> it'd be so cool man but you know there is something to be said about playing you know dark characters they are a lot they are a lot of fun to play mm-hmm. uh, they really really are but uh there's there's tons of that stuff anything star wars i grew up with uh there's so many games I grew up with that would just be I would I would it would be a great honor to lend my talents to any number of any number of games. That's cool. That's cool. If you could play a DC hero, do you have a preference there? Ooh. DC hero specifically. Or villain. I'll throw villain. Villain. In there. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think. You know, I always I always thought the Flash was a fun character. Um Flash would always be fun. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm Batman would be a lot of fun. Like, you know, like just do the Batman. Do, do, do it again. Do it again. Say do it again. again. <laughs> I'll do my best uh, Batman impersonation. Where is she? Oh, there you go. Okay. Where's I'm vengeance. Oh, no. I, I talked over you. Say it again, please. Please. No. I'm vengeance. <laughs> that was good. I Thank liked you. it. I liked it. <laughs> Oh, there's so many, man. So many DC, good DC characters, Marvel characters. Wolverine. Are you a Wolverine fan? Uh, I am going to be as soon as Insomniac puts out that title. Right? I like Wolverine. Right? I've, I've always liked Wolverine, but I never... I was. I grew up a DC kid, but never... Oh, really? Y- yeah, much like... um. Much like our banter about about the you know PlayStation and such, I've always loved video games. I happen to cover Xbox, and that's where I tend to play. But I've loved games, so there's never an anti PlayStation. I love PlayStation, and just yeah. the same. I grew up reading Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner was a, a hero. So I was going to say, has anybody done? I don't think they've done like a. That would be a cool, cool game, a Green Lantern video game. I bet you they could do a lot with that. There, there was a movie tie-in at one point, and it did what it did. Um, but with it, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't quite the the same. And but you're right, that would be a fantastic game. I think they uh, could do a lot with that. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. I'm Canadian. I'm just saying, maybe. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you about Green Lantern. He seems to really, really look back fondly on that memory too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this has been such a, a good time. I I know you have a stream in a few minutes because you do stream regularly. What games are you playing over on your your streaming channel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm a variety streamer, so I play a variety of games. I usually like to tackle two games at a time. I like to have uh, at least one stream a week that I call "Let's Go Retro." Mm-hmm. um where we play a retro uh some sort of retro game so right now we're playing um 
Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Cool. Uh, that's my let's go retro game at the moment. And then my my main game, uh, you know, I tend to dub that Gaming the Galaxy. And um, my main game right now is another Zelda-like, uh, a game called Tunic. I'm yes. not sure if you guys have played Tunic or not, but it is on Game Pass mm-hmm. uh, since this is an Xbox podcast. Um, and it is unreal. I don't know. Have you played it? That is on my to play list. That's one. As soon as summer hits, I've got a list and on it is cyberpunk tunic. Yeah. Uh, and I, there's one other that I've got like, Oh, track to Yomi. Those are sitting in my queue. Ready nice. to go. Nice. There's another company that I would love to, to sync up with a CD project. Red. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Oh man. But dude, you got to play, uh, if you don't mind me saying it's forking amazing tunic, oh. get it. <laughs> I it's get so, so giddy when you when you throw out lines like that. I get. <laughs> I got to give you at least one one flark, you know. Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's a really good uh, it's a really good game. It's developed uh, predominantly by like one guy, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm understanding correctly. I believe he, I believe he, um, he went out for specific things like sound and stuff. But predominantly, I think Tunic was developed by one guy over like the span of like seven years. Which it's is more, insane. more amazing that that happens, right? Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's so it it blows my mind like the talent that people have in this world. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. But if you haven't played Tunic, definitely hop on it. It's really really good. It's really punishing. Don't let the uh, cute graphics deceive you. Have you have you checked out Elden Ring yet? Uh, I haven't. I've played about maybe an hour of it. I haven't really dove into. It. You need to sit down and put some time into that game to really experience it. But um, I know Alex, uh, who plays Rocket, he's been playing Elden Ring. He's really enjoying it. It surprised me because I am not one for overly punishing games. And and when you talk about Tunic, people, you know, they bring up the line like it's Dark Souls like. Yes, you know, it's got elements and. They did the same for Death Store, another great game. I don't know if you played that one. I haven't. It's on my list, though. Apparently, it's amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. My impression is if you like Tunic, you'll like Death Store and vice versa. But cool. I can't speak to that personally. Cool. Oh. Yeah, I've heard I've heard uh, Death Store is a really good, uh, again, Souls-like, Zelda-like type game. So I'm sure it's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's... I enjoyed it greatly. I really had a lot of fun with it. And it's it was that experience that tells me like, all right, I'm going to enjoy Tunic, even though it's not as uh, friendly as its appearance shows it to be, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It uh, there's been a few moments where I've wanted to throw my controller. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, take a moment. Let people know where they can find you streaming, where they can find you on socials. Uh, and really in general, just how they can connect with you. Oh my God. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to tune in, we have a wonderful community, uh, on Twitch and on uh, discord, uh, that I've affectionately called the rough cut collective. Um, you can find us on Twitch. Uh, it's just twitch.tv slash, uh, John McLaren IRL. Uh, we also have a discord. If anybody wants to come, uh, hang out in there, that's kind of the official home of the rough cut collective. I'd love to have you guys there. We're just chilling 24 7 having a good time over there uh if you want to hit me up on uh instagram twitter uh tiktok uh facebook i have all the regular socials are all just my name john mclaren uh please uh please give me a shout say hi there you go man thank you so much for joining me on xep and in true true fashion 
thank you for helping make games and bringing superheroes to life, man. Oh, thank you for having me, Luke. I mean, that uh, that means the world to me is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I still get speechless when people say nice things. It's weird. <laughs> Thank you.